Hello, welcome to the NTT20 betting show sponsored by Black Type Bet. Now, if you do not have a Black Type account, then it's time to sort that out and they're going to make it even sweeter for you by offering a £10 free football bet when you sign up with the offer code NTT20. It's got to be all capital letters NTT20 when you sign up to Black Type Bet online, a £10 bet on any football selection. Uh, today, as always, we've got a full slate of EFL games to go through. We're going to pick uh, a best bet from each of the leagues, a nap each, a BTTS selection, uh, a long shot, and of course, have a look at our match in focus, which you voted on on Twitter at NTT20Pod. You decided that you wanted to hear us talk about the game of the weekend in League 2, Lincoln against MK Dons. We are approaching another full set of EFL fixtures, going through our picks across the three leagues. One long shot, one both teams to score, and a match in focus, which today is in League 2, and clearly the biggest game in League 2 this weekend. That was the one you voted for. Lincoln versus MK Dons will be going in-depth on. Before we get going, George... Last week, run us through what happened to our picks. Well, there's not much good news, um, but the good news was that I beat you. It was minus 0.28 to me, minus 2.47 to you. Both of our naps lost. I mean, we have a a poor track record with naps at the moment, which isn't good, but you have to think that that is going to change. When that changes, you think the profits are going to turn around. So you napped Derby away at Rotherham, which is obviously a loser. Um, And then also Sunderland got gubbed at Burton. Uh, Tranmere was a very good one for you indeed at 17 to 10 a nice winner that BTTS landed again our BTTS record still impeccable um, that was Birmingham West Brom long shot Charlton and BTTS that was an unlucky loser I would say with Charlton getting the win but but the oppo not scoring and both teams to score Shrewsbury South End and the match and focus was also a loser for you um, I had Middlesbrough which got beat Barnsley was my nap which is going to sting for a while but well done Coventry for a deserved win uh, Crawley I got up um, BTTS still I think it's 7 from 7 or 8 from 8 or whatever it is was a, was a winner Posh against Pompey, a nice late one there, helped me out. Uh, it was nil-nil in Grimsby against Oldham until about the 65th minute before the floodgates opened for Oldham, and they won three-nil. So my long shot was a loser, but landed the game in focus over one and a half first half goals with Shrewsbury getting a late one in the first half to go 2-0 up so I was basically flat a little bit down you had a a worse week than usual and that leaves us minus uh, 0.45 for you minus 7.65 for me what I will say to those who are thinking hovering over the exit button after hearing that is that um, you know when your naps are getting beat and your long shots are getting beat it's hard to get in the plus and I'm pretty sure we're we're on the brink surely of getting some of those up I was going to say it really does prove the importance of the naps there you know you've gone three for six there which you know, if every bet was equal, would have would have seen you in profit as it was just under. We move on, we go again, all those sorts of motivational phrases. We're going to get straight into our match in focus. As mentioned, the most exciting game in League Two this weekend. Lincoln are three points clear at the top of the league. League Two, as ever, incredibly congested from pretty much second place down to about 18th, 19th. MK Dons are ninth on 13 points, but they've played a game fewer than most. And they're an interesting team in terms of the data, George. When you were going through um, everything, looking at this game, what, what, what stood out for you uh, about these two teams? Well, I mean, I'd had MK down as a, as a pretty um, solid team. I think that since Tisdale came in, they've conceded very few goals. So it was interesting to see in their draw with Forest Green just how many uh, chances Forest Green created. I think the, um, the, the, the numbers that we saw, about 3.19 
um, XG in the game, which shows that maybe they're a little bit porous at the back. I think Forest Green are underrated at the moment. Um, so there's, to people who don't look a lot at League 2, they may sound like a club who'd be towards the bottom end of the table, but I think we both agree that that's not the case and they'll probably be uh, fighting for, a, uh, for at least a playoff place. But even so, that may be a sign of, of things to come. Um, Lincoln, on the other hand, they look very strong indeed at home. They look very strong generally. They got back to winning ways at Macclesfield last week, but, but conceding again. Uh, they are yet to keep a clean sheet at Sinsel Bank as well. Um, so whilst MK aren't necessarily a team I'd, I'd, I'd normally uh, look for goals with, the shot data from that last game does suggest that maybe they're not quite as, as capable of preventing uh, chances against decent attacks. Lincoln definitely have a decent attack. Their home uh, form is very, very good indeed, um, despite the one loss against Crawley. But I expect them to bounce back here. Um, I think this is quite clearly a game which is against two teams who have automatic promotion hopes. Um, I think Lincoln will squeeze through. I think that given MK Dons' performance data last weekend, they should and have too much problems breaking through. But having said that, they don't seem to be particularly uh, good at at preventing chances at the back either. So I have gone for a Lincoln win and both teams to score at 130 with black type. Yeah, looking at that game against Forest Green from MK Dons, it struck me that it was as much a, an, an incredible performance, basically, from Forest Green, which sounds like an odd thing to say without actually getting the win, but uh, the way that they that they passed the ball and kept the ball and also turned that possession in, into plenty of chances as well. In terms of MK Dons, I mean, they're still unbeaten, three wins and four draws. They haven't scored more than one in a game yet. Um, but they've only conceded five in their seven games. So very cagey, I think it's fair to say. And when you look at, at some of the personnel and, and, and the shape, it's not that surprising. Um, three at the back tends to have been the way that Tisdale's gone about things. Not just that, but Jordan Moore-Taylor, who, who is his centre-back at Exeter, has been playing in a defensive midfield role. So three centre-backs and Moore-Taylor sort of screening in front of them. You can see why they've not conceded much and, and you can see why it's hard to get through them or at least it, it was before Forest Green um, arrived they, they've only conceded three in their last six MK Dons um, but over the last six games they've had the fewest shots on target in the division so it's quite clear that uh, as well as they've generally been been performing defensively they are still struggling to to find a way to create chances and and, um, and, and that will be a worry Lincoln have faced the fewest shots on target in the last six games in League 2 um, and they've had the, fir- the fourth most shots on target in that time. So I think that Lincoln are, are, are obvious and worthy favourites here. They went pretty aggressive against Macclesfield last weekend, sort of a 4-2-4, really. Akinde and McCartan up top with Andrade and Anderson very high up on, on the wing. I would assume they won't go quite so gung-ho this week, probably back towards the, the 4-2-3-1 shape that we've seen. Um, Lincoln's threat comes, in my eyes anyway, down the left with Andrade uh, sort of cutting inside, Toffolo, the fullback, overlapping. Um, and, and, and I think we know that they're a threat from set pieces. Um, always good delivery, always good targets, and helped by that air raid siren as well. So um, my, my tip for this one, or my pick anyway, uh, is Lincoln to win and under 3.5 goals in the game at 17-10. to 10. Um, Lincoln are, are a bit over even money, and I do like them to win this game, but I feel like that's a, a good way of boosting the price, um, given MK Don's lack of ability in front of goal but this means we won't potentially lose out if if MK Dons do nick a goal so Lincoln win and under 3.5 at uh, at 17 to 10 I'll just be interesting to see how Cowley approaches this because Forrest Green did a brilliant job against MK Dons playing 3-5-2 we know that Lincoln have that in their locker um, but mostly this season it has been four at the back so it should be a fascinating game and and, you know Tisdale will be looking for a big response from his team because frankly wasn't good enough actually uh, last weekend against Forrest Green despite not being beaten 
Moving into our more general picks, George, where are you going for your nap this week? We really need these to start turning into winners. Well, I'm going for quite a big price for my nap as well. And I'm I'm tearing up the shop book, which is uh, slightly unlike me. Uh, Maybe going going against the data here, but I am going to Roots Hall, um, Southend against Fleetwood. Um, and I'm backing the away team at uh, at twelve to five. I think it is. Yeah, twelve to five. So a two point nap at twelve to five, which may seem punchy, but that just seems like a massive price to me. Um, Fleetwood have been superb on their travels so far this season. They beat Oxford two nil. They beat Scunthorpe five nil. They got a very good draw at the Valley, um, and they also got went to Sunderland and, and took the lead and, and drew that game one all as well. So they're unbeaten away from home. I think the Joey Barton's been very impressive in my eyes. At least they've only lost two games this season one of which was the opening day defeat and the other one was Leicester in the, in the AFL Cup so very hard to break down Southend on the other hand um, a, a bit of a bit of a crisis club or turning that way at least um, just three wins so far this season one of which in the checker trade um, and their home form is, is fairly abysmal and they conceded a lot of goals at, at Roots Hall a 3-2 defeat to Doncaster and their only win at Roots Hall was against Bradford who at that time you know were quite comfortably the worst team in the league and end up sacking their manager as well uh, you look at the defeat against Shrewsbury where um, manager Chris Powell was very critical of them indeed um, their, their numbers that their XG numbers suggest that they are better than this but my thinking here is that mentally psychologically it's going to be very hard for them to maintain that level of performance and I think we maybe saw that against Shrewsbury where they, they really dipped in terms of their performance level I think the Joey Barton's Fleetwood will be in their face and they're not going to give them a second to play. Um, I think there's no surprise this Fleetwood team are maybe better on the road than they are at home given their manager and, and, and the tactics that they adopt. So, I mean, it, it could be a risky risky business here to go for a two-point nap at 12-5, to five, but I think that it represents the best value bet of the weekend. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of markets I'll be looking to get with Fleetwood in, but I think just a straight-up win here. Um, represents fantastic value. Yeah, trying to make the most of, of a good price. I like that. My nap's also in League One, and it is Peterborough. Um, it's an interesting League One slate this week. There's a lot of quite short price, or a few short priced favourites, and then some really, really even games, tough games to call indeed. I'm going with Posh to beat Jills, just over even money at five to four at the moment. Um, they're away at, at Gillingham, whose hot start is, is well and truly over. Uh, we spoke about them quite early on in, in relatively glowing terms, and it turns out that 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 was just a small sample size that the counter-attacking threat they posed in those early games has massively dissipated uh, it's one point from their last five games um, poor shot data as well they're averaging under three shots on target per game in that time and they're facing more than five a game in that time as well um, the noise is coming from uh, the fans that we follow on social media are not hugely positive um, players being played out of position it seems a little bit like and, and you know we see managers do this all the time it's not necessarily a massive knock on on level but um, sort of scrambling around really to try and, and arrest this slide and, and tinkering possibly too much um, Peterborough clearly have had an exceptional start to the season they lost to Portsmouth in what was a a pretty even game last week Um, their performance wasn't brilliant but it certainly wasn't terrible and and I think we both agree that Pompey are very very strong especially at home so I think uh, Peterborough are are a good value here to exploit a very out of form Jills potentially even run riot here Um, Godden and Cummings uh, are just on sensational form Godden especially recently uh, we get these scouting reports every week and Dembele is always mentioned so clearly there's a huge threat here and I think that Gillingham's own threat has been diminished over the last few weeks so uh, Peterborough at 5-4 to four to win away at Gillingham is my nap in League One 
So we can go through the leagues together, uh, starting with the championship. George, where are you looking for this one? I'm going to Ellen Rose. Um, and I'm sure many Leeds fans listening are, are going to be going to be falling off their chairs when I say <laughs> who I'm tipping up. But yeah, I think the Leeds look cracking value. Um, the shades shade of odds on uh, with Black Type to, to defeat Birmingham. Uh, we saw a massive return to form for them on Tuesday night, absolutely wiping the floor with uh, with Preston. This style of football was back. That zip and creativity going forward was was back. And as we mentioned early at the beginning of the season, it's that ability to win the ball high up the pitch and then do something with it very very quickly, which makes them so hard to defend against. And and Tammy Saiz is so important to that. We saw again his qualities last night. So creative, so decisive going forwards. Um, Tyler Roberts came in when people were fairly concerned about the injury crisis they've had. And he showed last night with two really smart finishes that uh, that he is capable at this level. Um, Birmingham have, are, of course, a team we've mentioned a lot here. Where you know they're probably, I mean, they are underperforming compared to their. Uh, they're not picking up the points their performances necessarily deserve. But I think that in a way, trip to Ellen Road here um, looks like a really tough ask. I, I don't. Nece- I mean, I don't necessarily think this is an absolute home banker because there still are some concerns with me about, about this Leeds team playing the way they are, especially Tuesday to Saturday, um, if they can maintain that intensity. But I think the way that Birmingham play will fall into Leeds' hands, where um, Birmingham don't look to keep the ball whatsoever. It's getting it uh, up to Jukovic very early, um, going long. And I think that Leeds will be able to enjoy a lot of possession on the ball. And, uh, and there'll be a lot of, uh, there won't be a great deal of space uh, in deeper areas, which I think where teams may struggle against Birmingham. But if Leeds can win the ball high up, um, and break between those two the, those two banks of forward, then I think they should be okay. So, yeah, Leeds in the championship for me, um, hopefully dispelling the myths that I'm some kind of Leeds hater because uh, it was a good result on on Tuesday and I think they look good, like a good... I Basically, I think they'll go shorter than what they are now. My, my championship tip is in the Stoke versus Blackburn game. I wanted to have a look at this because I was at the Stoke-Swansea game and it, it, was a, it was a fascinating one, really, because Stoke left with the win. Um, I didn't leave hugely um, convinced by them, although I think that they are showing more encouraging signs than they did at the start of the season. So a, a bit of everything there. I'm sort of talking myself into them and against them at the same time. Swansea were able to play through Stoke fairly well. And in the first half, by man-marking Ryan Woods, they, they really cut off any sort of supply, any sort of, um, of, of systematic progression of the ball for Stoke. And that was upsetting the fans. They did end up getting the winner with a, a, an offside goal. So Stoke winning that game, but they've got Blackburn coming to town this weekend. And I think that Blackburn, as, as, as impressed as I was with Swansea, I just think that Blackburn will offer a bit more in terms of being able to finish chances. Um, do I think another team would have scored against Stoke last night with better forward players? Yes. Do I think the Blackburn have better forward players? Yes, I do. So I do think that Stoke's individual quality can help them to, to, to get over the line, even against teams that are well organised. So all in all, as you can tell by me going round the houses, I think that Stoke-Blackburn this weekend will be a draw. Um, the price is 5-2 to two with black type, and that's my bet for the championship. Uh, we should mention again that if you haven't got a black type account and you're looking to sign up, make sure you do so with the offer code NTT20. You'll get a free £10 bet on any football selection that you want to make as soon as you sign up. So definitely worth getting involved with that one. League two now, George, you're going for a home team. So am I. Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going for Stevenage, who are 19 to 20 currently with black type, which is a shade better than most uh, most bookies on odds checker. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is mainly a neg against Grimsby. Um, it feels like the wheels are falling off. Uh, you know, the, the Michael Jolly 
Grimsby train um, two just terrible performances um, in the last couple of weeks and I, and I think I'd basically back any team in the league to beat them at around about the even money mark here uh, Stevenage on the other hand a very solid indeed um, a three or draw against Notts County where Notts County did create a fair few chances um, but you feel like it was a bit of a resurgence Notts County probably not the easiest time to play them with that um, fabled new manager bounce <clears throat> they're, they're, they're basically solid at the back except that Notts County game they don't concede too many goals and uh, this Grimsby team who we've seen time and time again if you look at Ben Mayhew's um, experimental 3 six, ones, XG graphs for, for basically shots per game and, and their quality um, you see a lot of straight lines for Grimsby a lot of periods where they, they just cannot create even, even a chance at goal even a shot um, I don't think this will be a particularly high scoring affair I don't know if Stevenage are necessarily the kind of team who can who can batter someone but I do think that they pro- provide a bit of value against a, a team who are really treading water here um, trying to keep their head above flow um, but it doesn't look good for Grimsby at the moment Oof, I'm going to be going for a poor, more positive note I'd like to get on the Yeovil bandwagon please um, at 5-4 to four to beat Swindon this weekend um, as discussed with Alex Fisher again as they won Team of the Week for a second time this season. They've got this rather nice balance to the team this season. Much more attacking quality that, than I can remember Yeovil having for, for a few years with Fisher and Olamola up front with uh, Green, Jayasemi, Arquin and, and Omari Patrick as well. So plenty of options out wide. Patterson and Almeida in the centre of the park seem to be a very well-balanced duo. Um, and that's not mentioning the defence that hasn't conceded in five games. So um, they're playing against a Swindon side that have lost the shots on target battle in their last five games, each of their last five games. Um, They've had some pretty wild results this season, Swindon. Um, But their their three wins came against Macclesfield uh, with two injury time penalties at Morecambe. So those two probably the worst teams in the league. Uh, And then Tranmere in a game that they were 2-0 down after 13 minutes in uh, before an 18th minute red card for Tranmere allowed them to drag it back to win. Uh, 3-2 playing against 10 men. So not that convinced by Swindon, essentially. I, I don't think they're particularly good. And I think going with the form here... Compared to some of the other prices of home teams in League Two, I think that Yeovil at five to four is a very nice price, and I'm, I'm excited to get on the green gloved bandwagon. Um, and uh, yeah, up the glovers basically. Um, BTTS, you know, you mentioned we're, we're relentlessly getting these right, which is nice. Where, where are you looking for this one? <laughs> well, if it wasn't for BTTS, we'd be in trouble. Um, yeah, I, uh, anyone who listened to last week heard us cover the um, Southend Shrewsbury game in detail, and we both said we expected goals. Southend didn't. Uh, notch but Shrewsbury did twice um, we predicted this uptick in form given the the, the the kind of the data behind their performances they weren't getting well they weren't scoring the chances they were, they were creating with ease we saw that change on uh, on Saturday with the uh, return of Liangol um, and I think that here if, if you're looking at Scunthorpe they have been goals have been following them wherever they've been this season only two league games so far they failed to score and they've also conceded a fair few um, since Stuart McCall came in their two games have been 3 all and 3-2 and, and so it combines 11 goals in those last two games suggesting that the impetus may be on trying to make sure they're a team who, who can find the back of the net before focusing on the defensive side of things um, Shrewsbury I, th- I think the reason this price is, is as big as it is it's 5-6 to six with black type I think is because of Shrewsbury's um, s- struggles to score early on in the season but as mentioned 
with the change of personnel up top, um, with them able to score, put away the chances they created on Saturday, I think that may be over. So I think this is a fairly simple one for me. And I think at the prices, if you, if you think that uh, you know, a lot of these tips we've had in the past on BTTS have been kind of around about the four to six mark, you're getting five to six here, about one that I'm pretty confident with. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going for a BTTS no for the first time in a few weeks. Um, struggled to find too many prices that I could get excited about uh, in the games that I do think will be uh, BTTS. So going for a no in Exeter versus Cheltenham, that's at 19 to 20, so just a shade under evens. Uh, there's a, there's a, a few parts to this. I think that Cheltenham are a pretty poor attacking side. Mike Duff's come in. Uh, it was nil-nil in his first game, so uh, the, you know it was a game of, of few chances, to be honest. And it's not so much what I think he'll be good or bad at as a manager. Um, just the fact that after a, a fairly um, difficult start to the season and a, an attacking personnel that I just don't think it is, is, hugely, is hugely good, basically, at League Two level. Um, I'm not expecting Cheltenham to, to be troubling Exeter too much. We've seen an uptick in the last few weeks as Exeter switched to 4-5-1. Um, that's obviously a formation that can provide uh, plenty of support to the defence and, and they've got that with Tilson very much sitting in. Um, Exeter do have some quality going forward. So I've no doubt that in this game that they should be the team with the upper hand. Um, but it'd be interesting if they play that 4-5-1 or 4-4-2. Um, if it is 4-5-1, then there's the chance that Stockley can, can get a bit isolated. So uh, mostly I think that this will be an Exeter win to nil or, or rather Cheltenham drawing a blank. But I'm happy to go for BTTS no at 19 to 20 in this game, which leaves us just, George, with our long shots. Uh, be absolutely brilliant to land one of these at some point. Uh, tell me where you're looking for this one. It's a, it's a game between two teams that I called the worst two teams in League Two and therefore in the whole EFL. Yeah, I think that's probably fair enough. Um, Morecambe Macclesfield, um, it's going to be the one that everyone's looking out for this weekend. It's the biggest game. No, I'm not going to lie to you and say it's going to be a massive one, but I do think there'll be goals. Um, between the two teams, we have just one win between the two of them. Morecambe winning one game and losing every single other game they've played this season. Macclesfield have had uh, a few draws in there, five draws, but have lost the rest. So neither team um, are very good at winning, it's fair to say. If you look at, a bit deeper into Morecambe's results, you'll see that four of their last six losses have been by a solitary goal, suggesting they're probably not too far away from getting some more points on the board. Um, both teams have had an absolute plethora of goals this season in Macclesfield's games just three clean sheets across two teams in all of their games so far this season um, I think this therefore you know the, the, the onus here is that both teams can score and neither of them can keep them out so I think goals is fair to assume but I'm going to try rather than I mean this could have been one to tip up for BTTS but both teams inability to win um, you know you, you hear it a lot it's a bit of a cliche talking about that winning feeling this is definitely something neither of these two teams have and I think it's going to be fairly tight and fairly nervy. So I'm going to go for BTTS and a draw, just given that if it is on a knife edge with 10, 15 minutes to go, um, you can be pretty sure it's going to be one-way traffic the way of the team who are, who are trying to chase down that draw. And given defensive frailties, it's a bit of a mindset thing here. Um, you know, Statistically, neither team are good at winning. Statistically, both teams concede a lot of goals. Statistically, both teams score a lot of goals. So BTTS and a draw at 16-5 to five with black type. Big one for me, 7-1 to one long shot, trying to really kick on and, 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 and get my numbers up a little bit. And it's Peterborough 
back to the Gillingham Peterborough well. Uh, it's Peterborough minus one on the first Ooh. half handicap. Didn't uh, know you could double whammy. It's exciting. There you go. Well, you can <laughs> when you feel this strongly about something. No, I mean, look, it, it is a seven to one shot. It's 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 an interesting wrinkle that I saw when I was uh, looking at that game, and I and I purposefully left it for the end here for those of you who have stuck to the end. Um, Gillingham have been two goals down at half-time four times in the league this season. And Peterborough have been two or more goals ahead four times in their league games this season. So at 7-1, to one, uh, I'm going to back that just in case Posh come out with, uh, with a point to prove after last week's defeat. Uh, and, and also, Gillingham, uh, as porous as they have been this season, if that doesn't change, then I think there's a chance that Peterborough could start plundering goals early here. So Posh, minus one on the first half handicap. That's 7-1 to one with Black Type. Um, thank you to Black Type, our sponsors. Thank you to them for two things, really. Firstly, um, for listing all of our picks on their website. So you can find, if you go to blacktype.bet uh, and you look on football and you look down the right-hand side, there is a, a, a link to the NTT20 picks. So you can just see those all listed, easily available for you to pick and choose the ones that you have uh, that you've sort of agree with. Um, let us know the ones you don't agree with. You can tweet us at NTT20pod. The other thing to thank them for is the offer code, uh, £10 free football bet if you sign up with the offer code NTT20. I know that lots of you have got involved with that already, which is absolutely fantastic. And um, hopefully some of you have made some good selections with that. Uh, free £10 bet. But let us know what you go for this weekend. I'm always keen to hear from you at NTT20pod. George's nap was Fleetwood. My nap, Peterborough. Uh, in the championship, Stoke v Blackburn to draw is my pick. Leeds to win at home against Birmingham, George's pick. In League 2, two home wins, Yeovil for me and Stevenage for George. Uh, BTTS, no in Exeter versus Cheltenham for me and BTTS, yes in Scunthorpe versus Shrewsbury for George. In our match in focus, Lincoln and under 3.5 goals for me and Lincoln and BTTS. So we'll be cheering for a 2-1 win there in the Lincoln MK Dons game. And the long shots, George went for Morecambe Macclesfield, score draw at 16-5. to And I've gone with Peterborough, minus one on the first half handicap market at 7-1. to Thank you very much for listening. Please do get in touch with any feedback, with any of your own bets that you want to share with us. And uh, until next Monday's podcast, that's all from us.